Welcome to The Snap with Alexis Perry and Sydney Jones. Welcome back to the Broncos Podcast Network for the latest edition of The Snap. I'm Alexis Perry, joined as always by my friend Sydney Jones. And today we are so excited to have the opportunity to have an important conversation about the mental side of the game of football. And here to help us do that is Broncos behavior health specialist, Dr. Nicole Lennon. Dr. Lennon, we are so excited to finally learn a little bit more about you and your career. Well, I'm just excited to be here. Thank you guys for, for the opportunity. Absolutely. Now, first off, Dr. Lennon, it's been about three months since you took this role here in Denver. How's it been going for you so far? It's been really, really good. Um, This transition has been smooth. I've been um, getting to know the guys and the staff, and it's just been a nice opportunity. It's been a smooth transition, and I've just been having a lot of fun. Yeah. Now, for those who may not know, what does a behavior health specialist do specifically within a sports organization? And what does a usual day on the job look like for you? Well, I'll start by saying the NFL has 32 teams. And so there are 32 different ways of doing what I do. Um, I am one of five, I believe, full-time behavior health specialists. Um, And so that makes my position a little bit more unique and that there aren't many of us who do this full-time. And really a there really is no typical day. And I think that's probably what most mental health folks would say. There's no typical day, um, which is another reason why I like the job. Um, I don't, I don't love routine. Um, and so it's like every day is going to be something different. And I just kind of embrace that. It's a, it's a, it's an adventure every day, really. Um, but most days I'll come in and, you know, see anybody who, you know, requested to meet with me. I'll talk with coaches or sports medicine staff to consult with them if they have any questions or concerns. And then I'll go hang out at practice and, Sometimes I'm just watching. Sometimes I'm connecting with some guys if they have questions for me and, um, and then just checking up on folks who may need a little extra support. So like I said, every day is a little bit different, but um, every day that I'm there, it's just a matter of me making connections, talking to folks and just kind of supporting them in any way that they, they deem necessary. Last year, the NFL and the NFLPA created a mental health and wellness committee and required teams to hire a behavior health specialist. Why do you think that this was something that both sides felt was necessary? Well, I think that folks are starting to realize that mental health um, is prevalent. And although I don't know that the numbers of folks who are diagnosed with mental health conditions have increased, I do think that um, awareness and visibility has increased. And so folks are they feel less stigmatized talking about it. They feel more comfortable kind of ex- exploring their mental health and, and taking care of themselves. And I think that the NFL, along with other um, professional leagues, have kind of taken notice like, hey, this is another part um, of the folks that we take care of. So, you know, we make sure that they get the best medical care possible if they need any sort of like um, athletic training treatment. And, and your mental health is just as important as taking care of your body. When did you know that this was a career that you really wanted to pursue and what was your path like to get here? Yeah, so my path is probably atypical compared to other folks who do what I do. Um, My career goal in grad school was to be a deputy warden. And so all of my my training in school and even after school was in um, correctional facilities for adults and juveniles. Um, And so I was working um, in Chicago and I'll backtrack and say I'm a former um, college basketball player. And, and for a little while in grad school, I coached um, AAU basketball and high school basketball. And so I started to miss sports a little bit. Um, and then when I got my position in Chicago working in a juvenile correctional facility, I happened to meet Dr. Wendy Bollaby, and she's the sports psychologist for the Chicago Bulls. Um, and she's also a black woman. And I had never seen a black woman do this um, 
like do kind of sports psychology and I've never really heard of sports psychology either. And so I just kind of walked up to her and said, Hey, like, what is this that you do and how do I do it? And so she said, essentially find a position and, and apply for it. And so that's exactly what I did. I, I started off at Auburn university and I was there for about three and a half years um, and then made the transition to the Broncos. Wow. That's an awesome story. You know, along that way, did you have any challenges that you personally faced and how do you think maybe some of those challenges helped you help prepare you for this role with the Broncos? Yeah. So I think being a woman in sport, um, I think presents its own challenges. Being a black woman in sport presents its own challenges. And I think one of the biggest things I had to kind of um, deal with internally was like letting myself know that I belong here and that, you know, I have the skill set and I have the training to do this work. And so when I first got into sport, I was a little intimidated because it's, you know, obviously, you know, male dominated. Um, and I'm also a little bit younger than most of my colleagues. And so I had to kind of like build up a little bit of confidence um, to remind myself that I in fact belong here and that I can do this work. And so the biggest part was like finding my confidence and, and relying on my training. And, and once I got that, I think I was, I was set. And so now I feel really confident. Um, I'm really excited about this role and I'm just ready to kind of go full steam ahead. Well, you certainly belong here and we're really lucky to have you here in Denver. Now, Dr. Lennon, 2020 has been a really tough year for just about everyone. How has COVID maybe impacted you and your role within a sports organization? Yeah. So a lot of what I do as a mental health professional is about building relationships. And sometimes that's not just in the therapeutic room doing therapy. A lot of it is um, meeting guys or clients um, outside the therapy room, right? And so with COVID, there's obviously the NFL has strict um, rules about social distancing and, you know, just taking precautions to keep everyone safe, which makes sense. But it just makes it a little bit challenging for me because typically if I were to I'd be able to hang out, let's say in the cafeteria with the guys or just spend extra time with them, maybe on the road when they have some downtime. Um, and I can't do that because I obviously need to make sure that we're, we're distancing and, and taking precautions. So it's made it a little bit more challenging because the, the extra times that I typically would have to build those relationships, um, I don't have. And so I have to be a little bit more creative and kind of figure out other ways to build connections, um, especially we're wearing masks. And so like, that's kind of difficult when we're trying to read, pe read people's emotions and kind of um, get to know each other on a, on a deeper level. Well, we are so used to talking about the X's and O's of the game of football, but what are some of the ways that this game can affect players mentally? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously it's a collision sport, right? And so there's concerns about concussion and how that affects mental health. Um, and so obviously we take that, we take concussions and any sort of traumatic brain injury or any sort of head injury very seriously in addition to monitoring um, any sort of mental health concerns, right? So we're paying attention to any mood changes or things like that. Um, but besides that, most of these guys have been playing football for a very, very long time. And so sometimes, let's say if they get injured, it starts to impact their identity. And so it's, it's, it takes, um, it, it makes them work and try to figure out, okay, so who am I outside of football? And what do I want to do with my life once football's over? Because at some point, everyone has to retire. And so making sure that they have the support system, but also um, all of the other parts of their lives in order so that if and when football ends, they don't have to rely on just that as their identity. There are other things that they can draw from um, and still be successful outside of the field. Well, also off the field, you know, this league and specifically the Broncos are really taking action during this time of social unrest. How have you been able to help the team navigate things during this time? 
Yeah, so it's been a really exciting time to join the league and specifically join this organization. My first, I think it was during training camp, um, we had practice canceled for a day and we really just sat down with all of the organization staff, coaches, players, um, and just talk about what can we do? You know, how can we use our platform to bring about some change? And so it was led by the players, which I thought was awesome. And I had the chance to kind of stand up and, and say my piece. And part of what I said was um, to take care of yourselves. I know that a lot of times when folks want to do social justice work, they forget that they need to take care of themselves too. And that also is social justice, especially for our men of color. And so I, I wanted to remind them to take care, take care of themselves, whether that means taking a break from doing activism, whether that means um, connecting with your family more often than you typically would. Um, but the other part of it is that every Tuesday we now do power hour. And so I've been, um, I've been lucky enough to consult with Liz and Allie and kind of talk about like, what do we want to get from power hour and how do we want to make sure that our guys are best served and are given the best opportunities to create the change that they want to see. For those who might not know, can you explain what power hour is? Yeah. So like I said, every Tuesday they're, um, Allie and Liz have coordinated to have someone come in and talk to the guys about some facet of social justice. So the first week we had um, Jason St. Julian and he's an assistant U.S. attorney um, in the Denver area. And he kind of came and talked to the guys about the criminal justice system and, and maybe some of the challenges in that system, but then also the opportunities for change and how they could be, take part in that. And then um, I know we'll have other folks come in um, like folks from the ACLU and just different people who have ideas and opportunities um, and to educate our guys on the things that they should be aware of and how they can take part in bringing about change. And we also wanted to create a space for the guys to um, just talk amongst themselves about processing what they're experiencing as it relates to social justice and processing how they feel about it and what can they do amongst the organization and amongst the team to bring about change. Wow, that's incredible. It really is. You know, given the state of the world right now with everything we've talked about, like social unrest, COVID, do you feel like your role within an NFL organization is more important now than ever? Yeah, I think people are having conversations that they may not have had before or may have been too afraid to have. Um, and that makes folks uncomfortable and they start to question themselves and, and, and their identities. And so it's really nice to have someone like me in this role to be able to kind of talk some of them through that, help them process some of that information. Um, it's not that I'm doing anything that is like going to change their world, but it's, I, I hope that I'm giving them a space to discuss some things that they may not have had space to do before. And so it's just, it's really fun to be able to um, be a part of something so huge. And this moment in history is, is just so, um, it's so big. And, and to have a role in that is just, I feel privileged and I, and I feel blessed. Dr. Lennon, you mentioned before that there's not a lot of full-time behavior health specialists in the NFL, and you're the first full-time behavior health specialist the Broncos have ever hired. How much does that mean to you? It means a lot. Um, I didn't know that this would be a dream job until maybe a couple years ago, and so to be in this role and to be in this role full-time, um, it it excites me, but it also reminds me that I have a lot of responsibility, but it's responsibility that I take, I take on with pride. Um, I come to work every day committed, ready to, you know, be used how I need to be. Um, and it's exciting because it gives me more time with the guys. Like 
some folks don't have the opportunity. They can only come in maybe once or twice a week. Um, and I'm there every day. And so I get to see the ins and outs. I get a fuller picture. I get to make more connections with more people, um, which helps me do my job because I get a fuller picture and more context for what our guys and our staff might be dealing with. So um, I'm just excited that I had this opportunity um, and I don't take it for granted. Do you have any advice for anyone who's maybe looking to start a career in psychology and make a similar impact in the lives of athletes the way that you are? Um, I would say make sure that this is what you want to do because there are times when it's, it can be a thankless position. Um, this is not a job that you want to do if you want recognition and, and money or fame, um, but it is something that you should do if this is really like in your heart and you are really passionate about helping folks and, and making change. Um, I know that again, there are only 32 positions like this in the world, but any, any time you have the opportunity to serve other people and help them through some of their most difficult moments, I say that take it seriously and make sure that this is what you really, really want to do. Um, but also go for it because the world needs more people to help other people and everyone's not built to do this work. And so if this is, if this is something you're interested in, something you're passionate about, absolutely go for it. That is amazing advice, Dr. Lennon. Thank you so much for taking the time to take this deep dive into your career with us. Thanks, I've had fun. And a big thank you to all of you tuning in for this week's edition of The Snap. We will meet you right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network next week.